The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy One sentence summary. The Compound Effect will show you why big, abrupt changes rarely work and how you can change your life over time with the power of small daily steps, a routine that builds momentum and the courage to break through your limits when you reach them. My favorite quote from the author is, You will never change your life until you change something you do daily. The secret of your success is found in your daily routine. Darren Hardy This book is right up my alley. You know the whole tortoise versus the hare thing? I'm a tortoise. And so is Darren Hardy. Starting his first entrepreneurial venture at age 18 with no experience, no connections and no clue what to do, he eventually found himself in the self-improvement industry, bumping into Jim Rohn and ended up working with and getting mentored by him. In 2007, he took over Success Magazine and grew it into a monthly publication that reaches over 500,000 people. After almost 10 years of heading the magazine, Darren's moved on, but he still credits 99% of his success to hard work. But hard work, like few other things, compounds. In The Compound Effect, Darren explains how, instead of making big bets and dramatic changes, he turned his goals into daily habits he could follow, and then waited for the compounding effect to kick in. Here's how you can do the same based on three lessons from the book. 1. Turn your life goals into daily habits. 2. Come up with a routine and consistently show up to build momentum. 3. When you hit a ceiling, use your momentum to push through, even if you have to cheat a little at first. Let's build success like investors build their portfolio by using the compound effect. The compound effect, lesson one. When you come up with a new life goal, immediately turn it into a daily habit. This answers the question, when you think of a goal, how can you make it actionable right away? We've all been there. You have an insightful, glorious moment in which you decide you'll put your foot down and make a change right now. But then the morning comes and your idea to run 10k every day doesn't seem so good any longer. Change is always a function of time, and with human behavior, it's a linear one. If you don't put a lot of time into a change you want to make, it won't stick. But you can't just work out 40 hours a week, so what should you do? Simple. The moment you come up with a new life goal, instantly turn it into a tiny daily habit you can practice. For example, if you want to eat healthy, switch your after-lunch Snickers for an apple. If you want to become a better writer, start writing 250 words a day. And if you finally want to meet someone to fall in love with, send a message to one person every day. I'm not saying that finding the right habit is easy. It'll take some experimentation. But once you find something you can manage on a daily basis, that's when it gets interesting. The compound effect, lesson two. Create a routine which you can stick to so you won't lose your momentum. This answers the question... How can we benefit from from having tiny daily habits? How are those going to amount into any meaningful results? The reason it gets interesting when you find a routine you can manage daily is that because only when you can do your habit consistently can you make it part of the routine you need to increase your momentum. Momentum is a principle from physics and the reason a snowball which rolls down a hill keeps getting bigger and bigger. As it gets faster, it picks up more snow, which makes it bigger, which in turn makes it faster. This kind of self-reinforcing cycle also applies to human behavior. The more good habits you accumulate, the more good decisions you'll make, until it becomes really easy to choose what's right. 
chances are you'll feel unstoppable at some point because you've got the big mo, big momentum on your side. Because of the way momentum works, the hardest part is to get it going in the first place. That's why initially you should focus on creating a routine you can consistently show up for, even if you're not making it all the way through. For example, going through the gym and going there three times a week for three weeks in a row means that even if you cut your workout short for the first two times, that's a lot better than trying to go five times a week and missing half of your sessions altogether. Keep showing up until your habit clicks into a routine. The compound effect, lesson three. Use your momentum to push through limits as you hit them, even if you have to trick yourself at first. This answers the question, what if I reach a limit with my daily routine? What should I do? How can I move past that? The goal of having a good routine going is that you'll have momentum when you need it the most, the first time you hit a limit. At some point, you'll stop losing weight. You won't be able to run faster or your blog posts won't get any better. That's when you can capitalize on all the power you've built up so far and use it to just smash through such a metaphorical wall, even if it means bending the truth a bit. For example, when Arnold Schwarzenegger hit weightlifting limits, he'd lean back a bit to activate more muscle groups, get some support, and add 5-6 to six reps to his sets. Cheats, quote-unquote, like these, aren't shortcuts, they are detours. In the case of losing weight, you could just have water for dinner for a few days. For running, you could pick a route that's less steep than usual, and for writing, write an extra page that's about a different topic. Finding tweaks like these to make your momentum work for you will allow you to push past your limits faster, thus create even more momentum and make the compound effect stronger. Here's what I learned from The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Okay, quick thing I want to mention is that The Compound Effect, there's a great example about marginal gains by James Clear which literally explains the compound effect in all its beauty about a cycling team. I can't remember the country, but basically they made little tweaks to how the cyclists performed from from the pillows they had at their hotel room, from the way the pedals, the shoes clicked into the pedals uh, and so on that added up to a lot of positive uh, change overall, right? So they made lots of small changes and really helped them win. Uh, James Clear explains this. I think the blog post is called marginal, The Power of Marginal Gains. If you Google that, you will find it. The other thing I want to point out is that I did the same thing with 4-Minute Books, right? My goal was to become a writer or basically have a life where I write a lot and make money from that. With 4-Minute Books... Um, I had a daily writing practice. I had eventually found a routine I could stick to by reading a summary on four-minute books or taking an old book I had, condensing that, and writing a 1,000-word blog post with three lessons from the book every single day. I did that for a year, and I still reap the rewards of that now. Because the first year, not much happened, right? And it was tough and slow and traffic. And after six or seven or eight months, really, only, the traffic started picking up. And now over 50,000 people each month come to the site, even though I'm publishing a lot less in the second year. So I'm still reaping the rewards of the compound effect from the beginning. Uh, by the way, I'm trying to do the same with these audio summaries right now. I still have a little less than 200 left to go right now. And 
um, I realized I, I kept saying to myself, I have to finish the 200, I have to finish the 200, I have to finish the 200. And I wasn't getting anywhere with it because I procrastinated because the number was just so huge and daunting, right? It was a problem. So now what I've done is I've broken them down into 20 summary packages, which basically I can do one a day if I have a really good day. But even if not, it's no problem because what I do is I write down five or 10 numbers. So I write down one, two, three, four, five, or one, numbers 1 to 10, and then I cross them off, and I only focus on getting those 5 done. So every day I want to record at least the summary, or, or a couple if I can, but 1 is the goal. I start there, and then I cross off the numbers, and 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, once I cross those off, it's very easy to write down the next set of numbers, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and then start again. And then I'm through the next package, and through the next one, and so on, and I'm slowly building momentum that way hoping to accelerate the overall process. Now, I want to do something special here too. I want to read a section to you from a book called Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday, which also highlights a little bit the um, the compound effect, basically. Here goes, okay? It's about Bill Walsh. Uh, Bill Walsh took the San Francisco 49ers, a football team, over in 1979. He was their coach. And uh, three years later, they became Super Bowl winners having been the worst team in the entire NFL history uh, for until then, right? So he took them over, and then three years later, they won the Super Bowl, which was huge, especially from where they were coming. And I just want to read a quick section to you about, you'll see the compound effect there. So, when Bill Walsh took control, he wasn't focused on winning per se. Instead, he implemented what he called his standard of performance. That is, what should be done? When? How? At the most basic level and throughout the organization, Walsh had only one timetable, and it was all about instilling these standards. He focused on seemingly trivial details. Players could not sit down on the practice field. Coaches had to wear a tie and tuck their shirts in. Everyone had to give maximum effort and commitment. Sportsmanship was essential. The locker room must be neat and clean. There would be no smoking, no fighting, no profanity. Quarterbacks were told where and how to hold the ball. Linemen were drilled on 30 separate critical drills. Passing rules were monitored and graded down to the inch. Practices were scheduled to the minute. It would be a mistake to think this was about control. The standard of performance was about instilling excellence. These seemingly simple but exacting standards mattered more than some grand vision or power trip. In his eyes, if the players take care of the details, the score takes care of itself. The winning would happen. Walsh was strong and confident enough to know that these standards would eventually contribute to victory. He was also humble enough to know that when victory would happen was not something he could predict. Nice little passage. I read that this morning. I really liked it, so I thought I would share it with you here. And as you can see, it, it's, it, all, it always starts out small. And the, the beauty of the compound effect is it takes away the pressure for us to get to the goal. Because we say, you know what, I don't know when success is going to happen. I just know if I show up and do my thing every day, it's going to come one day. And that's all this is about, right? And I, I really like that analogy here with, with Bill Ward, with, with his standard of performance. So set yourself a standard of performance you can live up to every single day. And then you should see the effects or the benefits of the compound effect sooner rather than later. I hope you enjoyed and I will see you on the next summary.